Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Post-match podcast after an absolutely electrifying game in Bosnia. A game you just couldn't take your eyes off. A game that really, really set the standard for European football. And a game that I think will go down in the annals of one of the greatest an English football team has ever taken part in in the history of the world. Because it was just end-to-end stuff. And um, I can't even do this joke anymore because it really wasn't. It was uh, exactly how I, <clears throat> it's exactly kind of how I suppose I, I, deep down in my heart of hearts, I would have wanted the game to go. Nice pedestrian game. No one got injured that we know of. It just was what it was, and we got it out of the way. It was a dead rubber for us. All we needed to do was not lose and not get any injuries. And onwards to the next next portion of this competition in March, in February, March uh, of next year. Um, long trip to Bosnia, a lot of changes to the team, as we mentioned before. Um, I hope everybody can hear me actually. I'm just thinking there. Um, but it's uh, mic's a bit weird. I was thinking my mic might be a bit weird, ah, and that's why that's why my mic is a bit weird. Uh, let me try and fix that. Let me try and fix that. Uh, probably going to be even weirder. Uh, it can be a small bit better. Um, did you, did you see what happens when Paddy's not here? The whole thing goes to goes to pop when Paddy's not. Well, you guys knew that already. Um, I'll try and turn on my system here again. But I'll continue to keep on talking. Hopefully, you can you can um, you guys can still hear me, or you can hear me a small bit better. That uh, was better before. Okay. Well, let's get back to the AirPods. So, and uh, there. Um, once I get my my mic here sorted, I'll I'll uh, I'll pop it back on again. Um. 
So, yeah, look, it's, it was one of those games that we just didn't want any injuries out of. Long trip to Bosnia. Um, a lot of fans made their way over, but um, as I say, it was it was one that the that the, the Aston Villa would be happy to come out of with no injuries. And 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 there we go. Now my uh, my muffle up better. No injuries, no extra bookings, no massive issues from that game whatsoever. And I, you could see it in the players. They went out there in massive conservation mode uh, with games coming this weekend and, and more games ticking fast into, into, the, into the, uh, the Christmas season and obviously coming off the back of two really tough games that they've played uh, last, last week as well. So it was really professional in a lot of ways. That goal they scored at the end, the most they scored at the end, was, uh, um, you know, it, it was a fine shot. There was no, nothing Philip Marshallines debut could do to save it. Um, just prior to that, he did kick the ball off Callum Chambers' back, but you know, I thought he 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 didn't look out of place inside in in goals or with his kickouts or with his distribution. I thought he was absolutely fine. Um, I suppose the biggest uh, pat in the back has to go to uh, Nicolas Zaniolo coming and getting coming uh, on that late run into the box and getting that goal with a lovely touch and finishing it under the keeper. But I suppose really John McGinn's cross there was the was was the catalyst for that. When he came on, he was only on a couple of minutes and, and he sets up a goal. So uh, a game really is, as we've mentioned, that never really ignited. <coughs> it looked exactly like a, like a dead rubber for Aston Villa. Um, most star were... were you know, didn't even press on the ball at all in the first half, nor did they do it in the second half. And they let Aston Villa have have a lot of the ball up until maybe the last 10, 15 minutes. And they got their goal, which was a banger, as I said. But uh, Villa come out of this unscathed. And, you know, I, I, as I said, today's performance for me was about individual performances. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I wanted to see. Um didn't really get too many of those either, but Zaniolo's goal, Philip Marshall being being um, uh, okay in goals for for uh, a nineteen year old kid, and obviously seeing Tommy O'Reilly, who we now find out is one hundred percent Irish, apparently according to the commentator. Um, that was the, the the commentary annoyed me slightly. Um, I thought both the punditry and the commentary were a bit like like the Aston Villa kind of phoned it in today for lots of the match. I thought the commentary and the punditry did it as well. And the reason I say that is that there's just a couple of slips, like even in the dying embers of the game after Mostar scored, um, the commentator kept on saying that Aston Villa still needed to concede two more goals to not finish top. So he seemed to be unaware that that finishing level on points with Legia would, you know, it, 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 still, it still didn't guarantee Villa to finish top, you know. And maybe I've got that wrong, but I just thought there was a couple of strange things there. Obviously, St. Tommy O'Reilly was Irish and 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 things like that. I just the it was the, the commentary I thought made the game even more boring than um than the game was in itself. Uh but yeah, I think I think no it seemed like the commentators didn't want to be commentating on the match. And it seemed like the pitch side pundits didn't want to be be in Bosnia um for or didn't want to be, didn't want to be commentating on it either. So um it was like a game that people wanted to get out of the way. And uh unfortunately, as I say, um it didn't light up or it didn't hit the heights of a of a European game. But professional it was, I think, from Aston Villa and we go through uh, on top of the league. So um yeah. So I think it's uh, I, I think it's um, it's definitely a positive from that that point of view. And as Sai says there as well, please 
no more Martin Keown. Yeah, he he sometimes he tends to talk in a a kind of a slow pitched, a slow paced kind of monotone kind of aspect to it to kind of sound like he's really knowledgeable about the topic, but he gets it wrong sometimes. I do too. But then again, I'm not getting paid by BT to be a commentator on a game. And I certainly haven't played the game at the highest level. So I expect him not to get it wrong. I don't dislike him. I, I, I've no problem listening to him. I just think sometimes he tries to be the smartest man in the room. Um, and that's fine too. That's fine too. It's it's just, you know, if you are trying to be the smartest man in the room, you got to have high standards for, people are going to have high standards for you. Um, that's that's my take on it as well. Going to come to your some of your comments there. Um <clears throat> Gazhook said it was another shambles, lads, and I'm here for it. Um, I think it was exactly what what Aston Villa would have hoped for. A completely uneventful game. Dave Rubin, David Rubin says a nice goal from Zaniolo. Absolutely. Tom Ryan said it was a training session. And um, oh, I think Gazhook's. I think you might have been talking about the 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 one that that was kicked off Callum Chambers back and nearly bounced into the net. I think that's what you might have been on about there as well. Dave says, uh, poor pitch, not a great performance, but more than happy just not to lose that one job done. Yeah, the pitch was poor. Yeah, yeah, the pitch was, the pitch looked like uh, it was very grassy and it was dug up in places. Um, But look, that's, that. it was the same for both teams. You know, I, I'm never really one that, that, that really buys into the whole, um, just because they're, they're, paid a lot of money doesn't mean they can't play on poor pitches. You adapt your surroundings. That's why you should be paid a lot of money. Um is is my thoughts. You know, that's why you that's why you're good enough to play for the big teams because you've played in those on pitches that weren't great before. So you should be able to adapt your surroundings. But the pitch was poor tonight, I think, uh, as well. Job done, says Matt Hans. Game of the year, says Joy. <laughs> Game of the year. Yeah, I think so. From, from I don't think it's gonna make the, the Aston Villa 2023-24 season uh, highlights DVD, but uh, we'll give it that one anyway. We'll we, For tonight, we'll call it Game of the Year um, as it is. Uh, where else are there? Um, yeah, Tom, did you notice between the two commentators, they managed to say Zanilo, Zaniola, Zaniolo and Zani Lolo. They kept on getting his name wrong as well. That was another thing. Um, I just think, as I say, it was just I think a lot of people were only half interested in the game tonight, and uh, uh, and it probably showed uh, as well. Um, where else? Uh, and Anna Grady comment r- remarks on the fact that the commentator said that Tommy O'Reilly was an Irishman too. I don't know; it's even eligible for Ireland. Um, but I know that I know that he was potentially going to be called up for uh, an underage squad, and I think there was some eligibility issues for him. Um, but he's certainly not born in bright Irishman anyway. Um, answers on a postcard if anybody knows the answer to that one. Um, Melty Shirt says, youth appearances, minutes for Moreno and Ramsey, etc. Goal for Zaniola, no extra playoff games, that'll do. Absolutely. Ticking off the tick list of positives from the game, that's absolutely, they're all positives and can't fault that as well. Um, can't fault that too. Um, be happy was impressed with Dendonker. Um and do 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 else are we here with regards to this one? Uh Harry Johnson says the Duran needs a loan. You could see Duran was frustrated tonight. I think he he felt he could have got a goal, but just the, the game was just such a slow pace, he couldn't get on the ball at all. And when he did, 
he ended up kicking the the sole of a fella's foot. And it was a great shot. I actually, I thought he was going to score with it. Even when the goalkeeper saved it, I thought it was going to be one of those ones that went up in the air and still bounces back into the net. Um, but it looked a sore one. And he did very well to get his shot away. I don't know, does he need... A, uh, obviously, if we buy, if we bought a striker in, in January, yeah, send him out and don't. But you can, you can see he's got real raw potential, though. Um, very frustrated today, though, and you could see it at times. There was one time in particular where he just booted the ball off the, off the advertising hoarding behind. So, he felt... I think he felt that today was the day he could have probably got another goal, but it wasn't to be, and we just couldn't get the ball to him. So, like, most strikers are going to be frustrated in that aspect. Um, where else are we? Yeah, so Sniff Sniffrat says spare a thought for those poor boogers that travel that travelled. I saw some interviews with the with the guys before. Like it's a beautiful part of the country, part of the country, part of the world. Um, it seems. Uh, and look, regardless of the results, if you're going to travel to Bosnia, if you're like Max Stokes is out, Max and Simon are out in Bosnia at the moment. They're traveling to Bosnia for the occasion they're traveling for the memory for the 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 love of aston villa and and, and i think the result will be secondary still though i hope everybody is safe i hope everybody is safe out there um just you know like after a football match i i, I think i saw on, on social media that um you know people were being encouraged not to wear their colors after the game or before the game um, maybe that might be good advice. I, I I would say, but beautiful part of the country. Everyone seems to be seems to be pretty friendly from what I've seen on social media. Nothing massive, but um, yeah. I just always hope people stay safe when they're out out and abroad, specifically when there's so so few numbers that have travelled um to to the game. You know, it's uh, it, it's it, it's it's important that everybody gets home. Should I say? Um, okay, Sapiotic. I think it was that game. It could be that game or it could be the 200 odd kilometers that I've traveled this afternoon in the car, but still we do it. We do it for the love of it. As I said, we do it for the love of it. Um, Richard Edwards says the touch from Zaniolo, I presume that was uh, the touch from Zaniolo was sublime. It was, I thought it was a really great touch for his goal. Took it down lovely, slotted it in past the goalkeeper. Fair play to him. Hopefully his confidence grows from that. Um, didn't do much more after that but um as i say you know once villa went one nil up i always felt they were never going to lose 2-1 and once you go one nil up you can always afford to concede a goal and still go through so um you know that goal was important and well done to zaniola for getting it um and 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 then we've we've got we've got two completely uh counter viewpoints i suppose mc says uh zaniola was shite all game and just happened to be in the right place at the right time for the goal no skill well, some people might say that being in the right place at the right time and, and having a touch like he did is a skill. But as I say, people are going to see things completely differently. I th I thought, you know, coming, drifting inside there it was something that I wanted to see more of. And, and getting into that position is um is is something I want to see him do more of in games as well. Uh, ba -ba -bum, where else are we? Uh, yes, surely Tommy is one of the O'Reilly's from Bell Turbot and Cavan. Look. I suppose he's got to do his 20, was it 22 and me, 23 and me? What, what are ancestry.com? We'll just go with I think that's the that's the Irish version. Um, is ancestry.com. If he does it and he can prove it, well, then I'll give him my own passport myself. Um, because we need all the players we can get. Um, do do do. 
Uh, Nigel Franklin says, we'll always forgive Keown anything after seeing him put Vinnie Jones into the front row of the Witten. <laughs> now, there's a scrap. In fairness to Martin Keown, like, it's all well and good, like, talking about him here, but I certainly wouldn't like to meet him in a, in a dark alley. I'd say he'd, uh, I'd say he'd be some man to scrap as well, and I'd say himself and Vinnie Jones would be a fair boxer. Like, I'd prefer to watch that on the undercard of, actually, I'd prefer to watch it more than Anthony Joshua and the Wallen guy that, that are, they're fighting soon. Um, because I think it'd probably be a better fight. But, uh, yeah, I think I'd like to watch that scrap. I think that'd be a nice scrap between Vinnie Jones and Martin Keown. Because they are both fairly agriculturally tough men, I think, um, for all for all the rest of the things that could may, maybe said about them, uh, for sure. Um, Ron, Ron Bright says, delighted not to have to play them again. They're a bloody awkward team to play, a very canny side. Like... Do you know what I, I I must say about them? And in fairness, we did talk about it being a drab game, but it was like an international match, to be honest with you. It was like um, it was like an international game. And I'm sorry, I realized again. Their coach, their coach is only a standing coach. Like he's only an interim coach, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's only been with the team for the last six or seven games. And to be able to put a team out that's, regimented like that is a serious uh, feather in the cap for him. Um, so, uh, you know, they were they were to be dogged, to be resolute, to to try and keep things tight. And, and in both games, they did. They did that. In both games, they did that against Aston Villa. Um, and in both games, we found it difficult to break them down. So, kudos to them for that. Um, <clears throat> where else are we? Uh, bu -bu -bu you couldn't uh, dun -dun -dun -dun. where else are we um uh, uh, sorry guys i'm trying to i'm trying to look at the comments here but i keep on bouncing up here um and o'grady says i saw him again at the end calling the other players to go and acknowledge the fans who traveled exactly that's exactly what i i meant to say that when i was talking about the people who traveled um a huge distance you know some people Obviously, there's fellas who loaded themselves into a van, got the Eurostar and drove down. Fair play to those guys. Um, but there's also people who flew into uh, flew into Zagreb, got flights down, then from there or flew into North Macedonia and got flights from there or flew to Sarajevo and caught a taxi across or caught a, a train across and stuff. So there wasn't just one prescribed route to get to Mostar today. It was... Um, uh, it seemed to be it seemed to be trains, planes, and automobiles for a lot of people, and fair play to that. And you know, um, that goes a long way because, as I said in the preseason or in the pre preview for the pre match, that it still lasts long in the mind. The CSK Moscow fiasco, fiasco, Mas Moscow fiasco, whereby not only were flights delayed and it took ages for fans to get home, but they also had to see Villa go out there and put out an understrength team and end up going limply out of the competition. Um, and a lot of fans didn't really ever forgive Martin O'Neill for that um, in that season because we never did get on to get Champions League football. I'm not saying that there's a correlation between that game and this game, but it's just important, I suppose, to to acknowledge it. Look, look, fan, fans spend their money as as they, as, how, as and how they see fit. And, and, and the fans there that would have gone to it if we put out our under-sixes team. Uh, Villa under sixes to, in that game today. They would have gone to it for the occasion, for the love of Aston Villa, as I said before. There, but still, there is a there is a, a kind of a social contract between the club and the fan base uh, to at least acknowledge 
the efforts. And if it was an, under, an Aston Villa under sixes team, um, you would expect them all to go down and applaud the fans in the bottom corner. So, you know, regardless of the team that was out there, fair play to John McGinn for doing that. And I, I think they would have gone down anyway. It's not a case if they were trudging down the down the tunnel or anything, but it's it's important that when you've got a leader that that that, that you can keep the fans connected, specifically people who travel such a long distance. So, so that was great. Um, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, uh, as Michael Huggins says here as well, there's over 300 people here in the in the post match, and it's difficult to talk post match about this one. I'll be honest with you, specifically on my own, because I don't think anything of note happened in the first half, and I think the only two things of note really were when when Philip Marshall kicked the ball off Callum Chambers, when Zaniolo put the ball in the back of the net, and when they scored a bit of a wonder strike that took a bit of a deflection. After that, John Duran kicked the, the sole of a person's foot. Wasn't really anything else that happened in the game. But there are over 300 of you in there. It only takes one second to hit the thumbs up. If you're commenting in the in the comments, that means that you can just kick the thumbs up as well. That means you've subscribed, you've uh, you've signed into your YouTube account. So if you could do that, I'd really, really appreciate it. Um Bog says the cross from um the cross from McGinn was brilliant. He slipped as well. If he was an NFL quarterback, he'd be uh He'd be making really low percentage completions. I'm renaming him Patrick Mac Holmes. I'll take that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Bog. I'll give you that. I'll give you the pun on Mahomes' name uh, for sure. Um, but McGinn's just playing out of his skin at the moment. He really, really is. Um, he, you know, it, 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 since Unai Emery's come in, it's been no no secret how, how much better he's been within the side. But, you know, the talismanic captain moniker is beginning to suit him. You know, it really, really is. And uh, not getting minutes in the in, in the legs tonight, I'm sure he would have asked for that. You know, as I've said before, he's, he's a bit of a mutant. Like, he doesn't doesn't shy away from the physical exertions of the game of football. He fully understands that he's only got X amount of years in the game and he wants to make the most of them and he wants to be known for something. There's quite a lot of players, I think, that you can look at that remind themselves and then nothing ever happens for them. And then they kind of get, get thought of as nearly men or, you know, they they, they kind of... They stood for nothing, so they 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 they, they never get remi- remembered for anything, really, you know. And, and that that's being facetious in a lot of ways because look, they're professional footballers; they're better at the game of football than ninety five percent of of uh, of the 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 ever going population. But um, I think for John McGinn, he wants to be known as this incredibly um, loyal, incredibly energetic, incredibly um, just a guy who gets the game of football and loves it. And and he's our captain. And, and, and I think we should remember him for that because, as I say, 
Uh, he comes on tonight, pops in a lovely cross, but everything else that he's doing for this club or that he's grown into since Una Emery uh, has, has come into the club, along with various other players. He really has been one that's embraced it so much. And I think when you've got leadership like that within the team, it's very easy for the rest of the team to roar, roar around it, specifically in the, in, in the, the, the times since we've lost Tyrone Mings as well. So, so John McGinn does deserve um, special, uh, special uh, praise for that as well. Oh, yes, Diego Carlos's goal from the corner. I don't know, was there a foul? I know they tried to make a foul out of it, but look, there was, there was a bit of jostling. I'm sure, as there is at every single corner. But Douglas Louise can just pop it in that back post at will. He really can. And I know most goalkeepers get to that and they save it because the goalkeeper was absolutely rubbish coming for the ball. He was just in no man's land because he was terrified what was going to happen was going to happen, and then it happened, you know? Um, but the, Douglas Louise, he just he, he, he puts it on that, that back post every time, you know? Um, or in that that, that vicinity. Uh, it's just a really deadly skill to have. You know, it's a brilliant skill to have. And I know, look, he scored two last season and, and, and this season they still talk about it and stuff. But I think you should because it's um it's a very dangerous it's like you have to defend it. You can't assume it's going to go wide or that it's going to go over or that the person in the back post is going to hit it. Because the trajectory of that ball comes in, the goalkeeper has to come for it. They just have to because if that person is on the, on the back post and they go to hit it, that's one of the ones that they will hit it up off the crossbar or up into the roof of the net. Just the way the trajectory, the way the ball comes in, you you can't you can't take take the liberty of trying to flick it back past the back post and out for another corner because you just won't. The way the ball is spinning, it will go um, directly behind you. If that makes sense. So fair play to Douglas Louise. That was class as well today. And we will miss him at the weekend. We will miss him for sure. Aaron, <coughs> where is it? Uh, Aaron Dean says, uh, McGinn documentary is worth to watch. <coughs> I sent it last night. And I didn't get a chance to watch it. So I think that's what I'm going to do later on. No, actually, directly after this podcast, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch the McGinn documentary. Paddy said uh, it was class. So, you know the way. I, man, I, can't, I, can't, I can't not take Paddy's recommendation for it. And someone's telling me, Dev Bond says, love the top nail. Yeah, I really like this. I think it's fast becoming my new favorite shirt. Uh, it does have Sav or Nine on the back of it. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's just a nice shirt. I think it is just a nice shirt as well. Um, maybe it might go on a frame. I don't know. Um, Chad makes a good point as well. He's, he said he thinks Maddie Cash struggled tonight. <clears throat> I think Maddie Cash, I, I spoke about the field. I think Maddie Cash struggled with the, with the turf tonight. A um, couple of times he overran the ball, couldn't get the ball out of his feet, um, got in around the got got in around the box and was was wasteful with the ball. But yeah, I, like I, I saw on, on social media that he was that a couple of people were saying, yeah, I'm not really sure Matty Cash is going to be here this time next year. I think we've said that about an awful lot of players that have been going through lulls in form and they've just found it under Rune Emery. I think probably at this time. This time last year, or maybe even March of last year, we were talking about Matty Cash maybe not being the person that Unai Emery wanted in there. Was it going to be Ashley Young, and who? What were we going to do at right back? And and, and Matty Cash, you know, nailed down that position for a finish. Um, but he is like he's not being favoured in that right back position, and Kanz has been favoured in there in, in in games of huge importance. So I wonder maybe he was trying too hard maybe to win back his position tonight. But um, I've no doubt that he can steady the ship there as well, for sure. But you're right, I think, in, uh, 
Um, you're right, uh, Chad, that there was a couple of instances tonight, I think, where he was trying to push the ball out too far and it didn't really work for him as well. Um, uh, Adamski, so a couple of people were asking about, oh, sorry, Caden asks uh, about Longley tonight and Adamski says, Longley been whining about game time or Barca have on his behalf, Unai not having it probably. No, I think... <coughs> I think Longley is not long for Villa. I think he's on his way to, to Bayern Munich for 15 million. Been a lot, a lot of smoke around that at the minute. Um, so it's, I'd say that we would probably be dipping into the market for uh, maybe another centre half uh, during the, the the January window if that does happen. But at the end of the day, he's our player. You know, he's he's on loan to us, so we have to agree to break the loan. And you know, maybe we do that with with Longley. Maybe we do it with Zaniolo as well. Um, I don't know, but I suppose it really does. Like, like Longley came in late, late in the day because Tyron Mings gets injured. Um, Zaniolo comes in late in the day because Bundia gets injured. Maybe if we were to sign people in January, which I think we will sign people, but it, I, I don't think it's a, it's a lock that if we do that we we cancel the loans for those two players because I think both players have massive potential and have so much more to offer Aston Villa. But in an instance like that, where if Longley does decide he wants to go to Bayern Munich, and let's be honest, why wouldn't he? Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Maybe if there was some financial gain for Aston Villa from that point of view. Um, on top of not having to pay the rest of his contract for the rest of the, the year because he's on a pretty big chunk. Um, maybe they take up that offer and they cancel the loan. But I don't think they do it willy-nilly. I think there's nothing to be... like. I think it will be addition in the January transfer window as opposed to subtraction, if that makes sense. And I don't think it'll be a case of one in, one out either for the January transfer window. So, uh, yeah, but I think Longley probably... I, I would imagine that he wants to move to Barca and I would imagine that discussions will take place between uh, Aston Villa, or sorry, the, the the move to Bayern Munich. And I would say that discussions will take place between all four parties, between Munich, Villa, uh, Barcelona, and and Clement Longley's representatives as well, um, to try and trash something out. I, ju- I just I just think it makes too much more too much sense for the player himself, um, specifically when he's only on loan at Aston Villa, um, which is a shame because I think he's the last game he played for Villa was probably his best game in a Villa shirt, albeit he's only had like three or four, but still. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm going. To, I'm probably going to come back again tomorrow, or we will be back again tomorrow, I think, with a Brentford preview, but there isn't too much more to talk about this game, um, if you guys don't mind as well. It's been a long day. It's been a f- 
what, 5 a.m. start for me uh, today. And, and I'm not giving out. Not giving out. I'm just pointing out that the clock said 5 a.m. when I when I turned on the car this morning. Um, but uh, I don't think I could do much more talking about that game because there just wasn't an awful lot to go, an awful lot to go on. Um, but uh, we will be back tomorrow with a Brentford preview. Um, and obviously we will be here with Team Sheet Tantrum and uh, post-match for the Brentford game as well. But we draw a line under the Europa Conference League for a period of time now until until the knockout stages come ticking fast for us, and we will be certainly up for those. But uh, Premier League takes full full stage now for the next month or so until uh, until the FA Cup third round kicks into action, and we will be here with you every single step of the way. And also, we'll probably have a couple of transfer podcasts thrown in between now and the start of the window on the 1st of January because we've been linked with one or two exciting players, I think, so far. Whether those links are real or not, you know, I'll cover them. And if they come true, they come true. They, um, if they don't, they don't. But it's all part of the crack, and I hope you'll join me for that. But in the meantime, everybody, we will be back, as I say, with a preview for Brentford tomorrow. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.